everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Not the great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark. I got a for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. That opening of the bottle and hitting the bottle off the bottom of the, the bottom of the bottle hit the table. Right. The whole thing. The whole thing <laughs> shattered. It, it, you heard this crash. Oh wow! And that it, is really cool. It crackled through. It shattered like crazy, and I just look at my wife and my kids, and we're stunned. And of course, what's my wife's reaction? What is the first thing she's going to say? We're going to have to pay for that. What did you do? <laughs> uh, welcome to everything old is new again. What did you do, David Cohen, the magistrate himself, the judge of our shows of 2022? We're here and we are rolling on our second adventure here into determining uh, and exploring 2022 and Everything old is new against participation therein. David Cohen. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> Why it's not? It's a clip show. It's a clip show, right? <laughs> the highlights of the year. Okay. It pretty much I said that in literally five seconds. Just well, like that, people hear that and they go, ah. but if you've missed a show or you want to go into <laughs> and see what this show is all about, this is the show to listen to. This is yeah, the you one. might, you know, if, if you if you want to go back in time and listen to to our shows for the year, this will help guide you as to maybe which ones you'd want to hear uh, versus others. I think you're going to want to hear them all. This is just going to inspire you to go to everythingoldisnewagain.biz and listen to the old shows and to continue 2023, our ninth year broadcasting. You know, some of the times we have little quizzes on the show. Yes or no, David Cohen? You've you've been good at some, and some, you know. uh, not so good. We'll get we'll get there. But we had a Mostly great good, show. Though. Yes, great Mostly show good. on the sound effects. Remember this little oh. quiz on sound effects. Listen to this; it's pretty cool. I'm gonna go. Let's go through it. I'll I'll let's okay. hear it for a minute. I'll tell you as as we go. Got it. All right, here we go. So the moonlight shows us how what we really are. And there's the breathing. We are not among the right. We know. So neither are we dead. <laughs> the footsteps. Just heard that. Unable to quench it. Too long I've been starving to death and haven't died. I feel nothing. This is a tough one coming up. Not the wind on my face, nor the spray of the sea, nor the warmth of a woman's flesh. Hear this? You best start for leaving. Human turning into a skeleton. You're in one. Right. Cork out of a bottle. Here's the cork. Drinking. Going through the ribs. Glass breaking, door closing, <laughs> and finally at the end, working on a ship, doing... What are you looking at? Right here. Back to work. All right. The working on the ship, I should have played a little bit longer. That's kind of a cheat. But uh, so even if you got seven out of eight, you you did very well. You got six there. You did well, David Cohen. I think that was... All right. What do you think of that show, the sound effects show? How could you do a show all about sound effects? Well, that's so bad, huh? No, it was fun. I liked it. <laughs> We do have some time in between the clips to talk about things. (laughs) 
mean, <laughs> I, what else can you say about the sound effects show? It was fun. I had fun. Oh, that's great. They were yeah. interesting clips. I learned a lot about sound effects. How about that? <laughs> well, how about this? We did more than just learn about sound effects. We got a visit from the ever-present Pumpkinhead and Balzac. And by the way, uh, you can't have us as guests on your show talking about any subject at all. You're down to the minutia of movies. You're talking about sound effects. And you're making a whole show about sound effects. Are you kidding me? By the way, I'm putting it down, but I don't want to put it down because I'm an expert at sound effects. If you want a sound effect of somebody like in a ball game and they're chewing sunflower seeds and spitting them out, I'm your man. I'm the pumpkin man. There's lots of seeds and pumpkins. I can do that. If you want somebody... Balzac Pumpkinhead Productions is a thing now. and We provide that sound effects. Any kind of sound effects you want, specializing in pirates and pumpkins. Exactly. You want to have a knife go through a pumpkin make it sound like you're stabbing somebody? I got all the pumpkins you need. I know exactly what to do. I got Captain Bolzak over there. He can do all kinds of sound effects when it comes to the sea, when it comes to... But Bolzak, you could have done those, uh, all those sound effects from the Pirates of Caribbean, could you not? Anything ocean and pirate related, I can do. Pirates, you name it. I mean, you could... Peg you, legs. There's no reason in the world why you can't slam a door and have that recorded. Well, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little more it's a little more to it than that. I mean, you have to have a good recording facility and you have to... Well, you don't have record yeah, things. Why? Just why, Doug? Why, Doug? Of all the shows you've been doing, this is a perfect one to have us on and you didn't even call us. Yeah, I have to... I, David Cohen, I, I, I really have to be honest I with you. I, I don't have a reason why we didn't call them on this. It's... um. Well, oh, I do have a reason. I No, it just came to me. Uh, it came to me because when we were planning this, it was during the middle of the pandemic and everyone was isolated and there was no visitations going on and so forth. So I, I, I we had to do this by uh, by Zoom. And I didn't I know that you fellas, you just don't have that technology and just not uh, not with it when it comes to Zoom and all that stuff. Right. Uh, Pumpkinhead, I told you they were going to blame the pandemic. I don't really understand. I'm a technological wizard. I appear from a whole nother dimension. I am yeah. appearing from the land of Oz, which everybody thought was a fictional land. It's a real land. I am over the rainbow. And so if I'm appearing from over the rainbow, I appear in your Why is no problem? Why do you think there'd be a problem connecting to the internet? Well, it's the, uh, the, the best we can do at this point. David, am I wrong? Yeah, we're, we're sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> Are you really sorry, David Cohen? Are you really sorry to Balzac and to Pumpkinhead? Do you really feel remorse the way you behave with them? No. I mean that you 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 get your head in your hands, you're smiling, you're you're gnashing your teeth at the same time. You're you're enjoying those clips. You're not enjoying those clips. You're 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 torn. It seems like who me? Yes, torn listening to the clips. Yes. Well, I think you know. I think those guys are very intrusive, and uh, you know they never have anything nice to say. <laughs> you know, every every time they come on, they're they're complaining about something. It's, it's, it's a little tiring. And, and they're you know? complaining with us. They're complaining with each other. They, they don't get along. Right. There's a lot of There's stuff. There's just nothing that's going well in either of their lives. I'm looking and forward to why that. Why do we have to continue to, to listen to it? I'm looking forward to them one day spinning off and maybe we have them host a show one day. What would that well, be like? Uh, we have Pumpkinhead and... and uh, they have to be coached. Been... We've got to coach him because well, you can't just like give him the wheel and let him drive. It's well, why don't we have... Right over the cliff. Why don't we have a Barbecue and Fondue coach him in? They've done it a number of times. Yeah, maybe. It could be, it could be interesting. Maybe. 
But Balzac sounds like the guy on the Pirates of the Caribbean clip you were playing. He does. I couldn't tell them a difference. I we call him Balzac, but he's Captain Balzac, and he is a pirate. I don't think everybody, like, if you're not really with us all the seven, eight years, eight years we're on the air, you may not realize that. Captain Balzac. Yeah. yeah. Named after a, a famous French philosopher. I don't know why, but he was. Yes. And uh, Very careful yeah. with that. And Pumpkinhead, you know, the only thing I have to say about Pumpkinhead is that he must listen to the barbecue guy a lot because he's got some occasionally, occasionally there'll be a little, you know, affectation that sounds more like the barbecue guy. But I think it's just because he's a big fan and, and he's influenced by him. Right. It is one big, you know, friendly neighborhood is what the show is. It and is. Certainly, you know, people do get influenced by other people. That's for sure. True. I know that. That's very true. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I also want to say that there are times when we get very intellectual on this show. David Cohen is uh, not one to shy from the intellectual discussions about comic books in their future. I have a feeling it's kind of morphed into when I was taking my son to comic book stores at the time, they had morphed into more graphic novel centered things. So you would see younger people there, but they weren't necessarily flipping through Iron Man or, or Superman comic book. They were looking at graphic novels, stuff that's not necessarily superhero related. That's true. For sure. And you just reminded something else. They're pretty smart, too. Like, if there's a story arc for a year, let's say, they're not buying 12 comic comics. They'll wait until they put that whole thing in a book. In a book, and right. And they read the whole right. thing. How about that? We solved the mystery of the graphic novel and what's happening with comic books. <laughs> um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you have nothing to say. You know why? Because what I said was just completely. Who cares? I could, really it was completely. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> what? Okay, so they're into graphic novels. You could, first of all, you could have said that in about three words, and you stretched it into fifty. I think I counted. Anyway, well, yeah, I should stop being intellectual. I think that's the message. <laughs> No, I think it's it's worthy of a few laughs, and that's what we're all about. Just have some good, clean fun here. We get sometimes we get too serious. Doc. I'm I'm listening to that. I'm like, what is this? The same show that <laughs> these two boobs doing characters, and now they're talking about comic books and graphic novels. When I, and... about, when I took my son, you know, there's a different world out there. They're looking at graphic novels. Have you seen these graphic novels? Wow. Wow. So maybe it is a learning experience once in a while to go back and listen to these shows. No more serious stuff. Right? It's exactly. It's a clip. It's more than a clip show. It's a, it's a learning experience. We're, we're on the couch. We're on the proverbial couch. We're going to continue to explore and examine everything. Else we'll do again. We get back right here, right now. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Clutch of the discipline of theater when it's over and the release of it uh, can leave you feel like you're spinning. you got to fill it up with something else, man. Right, so i got to turn in a book. i got to turn in a book to Cambridge University Press for the third pass. You've you got to fill your life up with stuff because the theater and film and there's a lot of people laying by the wayside who could could not find a the incentive, b the occupation, or c just to bring it all up the curiosita to pull up their life with something other than theater and film. Brando famously just like strolled streets. You know, I ran into Al Pacino in Beverly Hills like a year ago, just hanging out with his daughter. 
it's a vulnerability, Doug. It's a vulnerability of experience doing it, man. Yeah. You guys really provoke me. You guys provoke me. Like uh, you inspire me and provoke me. How about that? Very good. We inspire and provoke Peter Weller, Robocop himself, Douglas Viviani here with David Cohen. What do you think of that? He's I, we, we, you know we love we love Peter. He's great. He's the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. And when he talks seriously about a subject, there's substance behind it. It's interesting. When I start talking seriously about comic books, see, that's where you should feel free, Doug, just to call me out on that stuff. Just don't hold back. I mean, yeah, like that, after I did that, that diatribe about the your kids are into graphic novels now, you should say, what, lighten up, man. We're talking about comic books. We just... What are you doing to the show? You, 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 you I'm, took I'm it down. okay with that. You did. Okay. You did take it down a turn. We went. We took a, a pivot there that I, I just wasn't prepared to to discuss, and so I, I kind of segue back to the to, comics. Feel free to steer me back into the lane. Really, <laughs> I think it's that, funny because because sometimes we talk. And it's not just you. I do it. We, I I created the topic too. Like I, I dove into it as well, and and you discuss comic books let's say and versus graphic novels and we're talking about it as if it is like we just cured you know alzheimer's you know what i mean like we're 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 so serious about such a sublime topic you know what i mean Uh, (laughs) that's what we do what can i tell you but we also inspire others we inspired and provoke peter weller what do we do with michael 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 elias who is um one of the writers uh, and uh, you know for the jerk and with work with Steve Martin and head of the class he created great great guy another great guest i believe uh, that one of the things about entertainment and you could also educate you can't show kids having ambition problems and and i think we try to do that out head of the class the funniest one we, not the funniest one one we did was uh, was called the shakespeare authorship question which is who wrote shakespeare and there's a whole body of uh, scholarship that says that Shakespeare wasn't written by Shakespeare. And we did a show about that where the teacher, Howard Esmond, says uh, he believes that the Earl of Oxford wrote it. And the kids are like, how could that be? And, and they discuss that in a comedy way of who wrote Shakespeare. And we got more mail from that show than any other show we did. We uh, Because the Oxfordians, uh, finally, they all got to say, finally... Somebody on television said that, you know, we're right. <laughs> Here, Michael Elias, You Can Go Home Now is a, a book that, if you haven't read it yet, is a good one to get back to the uh, drawing board. It, it, Michael, you've spent uh, so much time with us. We've been so happy to, to, to do so. And, and thank you for, for, you know, spreading some uh, some stories and some smiles on our faces uh, through the years. Enjoyed it. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, guys. Thank this you. was fun, man. And I'm glad you... Uh, I'm glad to do it, really, and I'll do it again. Especially get Nick Meyer on with me. Or, I will. I think it's going to be, it'll be a great show to have the two of you at once. We will definitely. You'll see. You'll see, you'll see competition. <laughs> exactly. You'll see this fog fly. There we go. That's uh, Michael Elias, uh, a buddy of of Nicholas Meyer, who, let's face it, saved the Star Trek franchise with with Wrath of Khan and a number of other movies he got involved with. He's another one. The two of them are very intellectual, as is Peter Weller. So, like you say, they they do raise the level of intellectual capacity of our show. We try to keep up with them, no? 
Do we fake it? What do we do? We try to keep up with them. When, when we're doing it on our own, it's just, it's a complete disaster. It's so much easier just to ask the question and give a compliment that, you, that so-and-so gave you a great answer. <laughs> let someone <laughs> let someone smart answer. I think that's, exactly. that's, that's the lesson that we learned. But do we do that? Do we have Nicholas Meyer and, uh, and Michael Elias on the show together? I think it'll be very interesting. I'm going to try to line that up. Sure. Yeah, these guys are well-connected, and I will tell you something else. We stumbled upon um, Carl Gottlieb little ways back, who was the screenplay play writer for Jaws. He also worked with Steve Martin. You know who he's very good friends with? Peter Weller. No, he's very good friends with Mel Brooks, who almost oh, was really? on our show. And I found out that he agreed to be on our show back in the day when he was promoting a, a documentary because he spoke to Carl Gottlieb about our show. Nice. And, and so, why didn't? Why was he never on? What happened he, there? He was a, it was like on a Thursday afternoon, this, that, and the other, and he just ran out of time, and we were, must have been last yeah. on the list. So, but what I want to do is I'm going to contact Carl Gottlieb. I shouldn't say this on the air, and have see if I can get the two of them to come on the show together. Yeah, they, listen, they're not listening. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't I that be cool, idea. though? Yeah. I mean, he knows about Maybe the show already and time. stuff. What? Maybe I'll show up for this one. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> All right, that's a little something there. We go down the road of uh, intellectual uh, capabilities. And then we, um, I don't know, then we, we, we look to a star, so to speak. There's Rob Paulson, who does the uh, the voices for lots of uh, animatronics. So what is it called? The Animaniacs and lots of other shows. Had him on, and uh, let's listen to a little uh, something about what he has to say. I, I love that Michelle got to use all these $100 words like intrinsic and accoutrement. I think that's pretty pretty classy. The bottom line is, like I said earlier, I'm in a happy business. And when you guys started riffing, it just made me smile. I couldn't help it. I couldn't stop. I loved to hear what you were doing. I'm an audience member. You are offering us theater of the mind. You are offering us the opportunity to create in our minds what you two guys look like. Moreover, you're having a great time doing it. And you're not one of the things that I liked about what I heard the first time you did it for me a couple of years ago was that you were not afraid of being bad. What I mean by that is not that you were bad, but you weren't worried about it. And that's a huge part of the equation, especially when you're doing improv, which is what you were doing. You guys didn't have a script. You just started doing stuff. If you have a script, you might highlight bullet points and go around and you know uh, have a general idea of what you're doing, but you move forward. But you're not afraid to screw it up. And that's where the magic happens. Because if you're if you're very ten, tense, if you think, oh, my God, I can't. That was stupid. That was really awful. I can't do that. And uh, I read a quote once from Robert Redford, and it's true. You're only as good as you dare to be bad. And I think that that is part and parcel of why you guys are entertaining when you do it. You've got a great sense of humor about it. You may take your work seriously, but you don't take that part of it seriously because you're there to enjoy it. If you enjoy it, the audience will too. And I'm telling you, man, you guys got something. So keep it up. There you go. So a little review. What, what show was he on? What show was he on? Who had, was he talking about? Yeah, that? I had him. A, I had him back a second time. You couldn't make it. And then I played him what the show that we did with Michelle when we were arguing, and she was reviewing our show, and she was from the Maplewood Players. Oh right. And right, uh, right, she, right. you know, she was in Providence and all that. We, we were just man, that was a fun. That was two years ago. But I played that for him. It was the second time I had him as a guest. I had to get another opinion from him. <laughs> and so, because that was just. I was just so curious. Is, is this guy really? Remember we, the first time he 
we spoke about him uh, giving us compliments. We were wondering if it was just Hollywood, you know, kind of just puffing or whatever. Um, so I, I went for it again. And I think he, he, I think he really does like what we do. I have to say, I, I get what he's saying. It doesn't sound great, but it does make sense that in other words, if you're going to be so uptight about every word that comes out of your mouth, then you're just not going to be free and fun sure. and have fun with it. That's yeah. kind of what he's saying. Does that make sense? That's right. Yeah. But also, did you think he was going to come on in sh- the show and say, you know, you got, you need, <sighs> I've been taking notes and <laughs> if you want to pay me for a few hours, we can just burn this thing down and build up to something that that's, you know, approaches acceptable. Well, you know, cause so it, he's not, he's I'm not looking for the free advice that. wherever I can get it. I ain't paying anybody anything. I get the free but advice. Saying, he's get... not going to come on and, and right. Of course. Criticize. Right. So, but he didn't no, remember from would... two years ago too. It wasn't like he didn't remember. He remembered what I played for him two years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I thought okay. that had some something to it. So we we then turned that He's into nice this. Guy. He's, He's a very, a very nice, nice guy. guy. Absolutely. We we and I, I tortured him through that. So I, let's be honest. But I I then uh, turn and pivot to you know then we let's listen to what exactly he's talking about the fun that we are having with some of these characters. There's barbecue ribs here. You know, you oh, no. Smoky Joe's. There's great Smoky Joe's. You ever hear Smoky Joe's barbecue sauce? You don't you don't do it. Bradford no. here. Bradford, take one. Here, take a couple, Brad. What do you think? How's it taste? Good, and Bradford mm. announcer. Yeah, but this is this is quite delicious. Ah, there I you am, go. Oh wait, I've gone over my fifty-word limit. You sure have. You keep keep going. Now you can participate. Now you're not. Don't worry. You won't get fired. We're here for you. Are you sure? You check the with the sponsor, and you check my contract terms. I didn't check any such thing. I just know you ain't getting fired because you're you're. Well, I don't know. You may get fired. Actually, now I think about it, I don't know what to say. But you're over the fifty minutes. Well, I've, I've exceeded the 50, so why not continue? All right. Well, well, because you have nothing really else to say. We have nothing else programmed in the program for you. So thank you very much for the uh, side story there. Oh. And you're on your way. Okay. Just absolute nonsense. Is that Joe Pesci? Was <laughs> that barbecue guy? <laughs> Bobby was channeling Joe Pesci. A yeah, bit. Bobby, he's got he's got a lot of problems. Um, yeah, you're not gonna you're not getting fired. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, that was an interesting uh, turn because you know he wanted to be on the air, and and some some guest stars do get paid by the word. You know, he was he was supposed to just introduce us during that show. Well, Bobby, oh, Br- Bradford Wells, yeah, yeah. and so uh, he he explored. You know, we haven't heard him since though, so I wonder if he really is fired or not. We'll we'll see this year mm-hmm. if he comes back. Hopefully. special guest star. I do like him. I, I think we should do a little more with him. You know? Yeah, he's a he's a real throwback. Yes, and he's. And I like the throwing right, right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will be back to explore more fun thrills and adventure. The things that we've done 2022 on everything old is new again. And where are we going? I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about it as soon as we get back from this commercial break. As they say on the other side, we'll be back. <laughs> Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Yes, we are back. We just came off a clip there of Barbecue and Fondue Guy. We talk about food more often than you think on this show. And those, I think those two characters were developed because of our love of the barbecue and, and food in general. Am I wrong? 
Or am I right? No, you're right. Absolutely. So we, we do we do kind of dive into food quite a bit. And on our yes. Thanksgiving hangover show, we had a couple of recipes. I'll, I'll play a clip first, and I'm wondering if you actually dove into any of the recipes or hangover recipes of what to do with Thanksgiving uh, leftovers, like, you know, the day or two after. Let's see what this is all about. You got the leftover turkey. What are you going to do with it? I got a breakfast idea for the turkey. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Seriously, this is great. Turkey and stuffing eggs Benedict. So how does that how does that work? So you're gonna you've got your uh, turkey, your stuffing. Put that in a frying pan. Just heat it up a little bit. Microwave if you want to do it that way. Either way, just heat yeah. it up a little bit. Toast a piece of bread. Okay. Put the piece of bread. Of course, you're gonna take now your your hot turkey and stuffing. Mm-hmm. With the with, you put the piece toasted piece of bread on top. Okay. I would uh, then going to cook your egg. You never made this, did you? You're, you're reading this thing. No, I, I have made it, but I forgot. I did forget something. Totally making it up. <laughs> no. Well, you know what I'm forgetting? The butter. Because everything that involves oh. cooking for Thanksgiving involves butter. So don't yeah, forget to yeah. put the butter on the bread. Don't forget to cook your egg in butter. Don't forget to heat up your <laughs> your turkey in, and, and stuffing in butter. And don't forget to, to cook your butter in butter. <laughs> exactly. That's, so, but yeah. just a little salt, parsley. I haven't done the nutmeg, but they say nutmeg on the top is not bad either. But cook your egg over easy how, or however you want the egg. Put the egg yeah. on top of your – really, if you're going to do be- right. be- Benedict, it's right. going to be over easy, quite frankly, right? Yeah, um, true. Or, you know, so that's – you put that over the uh, the egg on, uh, on top of the bread and you melt or put a little bit of the gravy on top of that. Okay, that sounds good, actually. And you've got yourself turkey and stuffing eggs Benedict. I'm telling you, you serve that with a little champagne and a little cranberry juice mixed together instead of a mimosa, champagne and cranberry juice. You get me? Instead of champagne and orange juice, champagne and yeah, cranberry juice. Yeah, I don't usually drink in the mornings, but sure. <laughs> well, you do it on a Sunday, you know, or a Saturday. It's drinking champagne. What's champagne? You know, what is champagne? I can it's drink a bottle. I can drink three bottles of champagne. Or the worst thing it makes me do is go to the bathroom three times. I mean, it's, it's not. Does it really affect you? I know some people it affects a lot. It doesn't affect No. Me. I'm just wondering how necessary that information was for our <laughs> listeners. But okay. <laughs> So there we go. Do we do we uh, continue with these recipes? Do we lose everybody on the planet? Uh, I don't know what, everyone, <laughs> what did everybody turn off. I don't know what goes on with that. That was a I like long. them. I like the recipes. Now, did you try? I can't any? say I've, I've made any of them, but they all sound really good. They do sound. No, good. They do. They do. I did the breakfast with a burrito. We, we had yeah, ordered. Good. Yeah, we had ordered uh, Greek food. Like I don't know, in like before Thanksgiving. And we, you know, had these pita breads. Of just they give you extra. I hate to throw the food out, so I put it in the refrigerator. Like you know, three four days later, Thanksgiving comes and goes, and I did what we just described there. But I put it all into a burrito, into the pita, and rolled it up, and it was a it was a nice nice touch. Great idea. Very yeah, nice touch. I like all that stuff. Then of course, there's uh, others. You know, aren't as adept as food preparation as maybe we are and barbecue and fondue is so let's just hear a little something about that that's just to begin with am i wrong that's a list no you you're not wrong i hit it but this is so this is all your responsibility it's all me you know what my wife's doing she's sleeping wait late and then you know she gets up she goes oh, i'll make the lunch she makes the worst sandwiches in the planet you know you make- <laughs> Did you say she makes the worst sandwiches on the planet yes when you when you make a sandwich <laughs> 
tell you the truth. When you make a sandwich, I mean, I have to be honest with you. Let's make. Let's just say it's a ham and cheese sandwich. Let's just say, okay. Okay. How many pieces of ham do you put on it? She puts. She slaps it one piece of ham, one piece of cheese, the pre-processed the cheese, by the way, the stuff you got to take out of the cellophane, and she puts it between two slices. Maybe if you're lucky, if you're lucky, she puts some mustard on there. That's that's your sandwich. That's the same. So it's like ninety nine percent bread. Yeah. I, I yeah. by the way, when I put the I know this is ridiculous. When I put the ham on it, I bunch it up. Like you don't just flay it flat. You bunch it up so there's air in between, and you do four or five oh, pieces, right? I and see. then you lay you you, you do right. come on, make it a put some put some uh, you know some peppers on there or something, or some sweet peppers, or put some some mayo and tomato. I mean, could you put something? On, can we we have some? All right, so that you know, but that's what she does. All right, so she did that. She wraps them all up. She wraps them up in she, she's 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 a fan of tinfoil. Everything's in tinfoil. So they're all they're all wrapped up in tinfoil. Or because we ran out of tinfoil, my sandwich she puts in wax paper. Okay. So the wax paper sandwich is there. The what? Tin, yeah, this is what I put get. your sandwich in wax paper. Well, because she can't she, it's nothing else. There we go. That's a, my excursion on the way to the beach, one of the beach stories you can look up on everything else. David Cohen, you seem to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Very <laughs> You know, the way you tell the story, you're funny. <laughs> but it's just, it's, but the, it, it's so true. And, and, and it, you know, the other thing is, thank goodness she doesn't listen to the show. I was going to say that uh, she will actually probably never hear any of this. Yeah. So everybody on the planet, well, so, sooner or later, somebody may come up to her and ask her a question or two about something we mentioned on the radio. It's my dream come true, no matter what it is, that actually someone actually heard us and actually asked her a question about it. Probably won't happen too soon, but if, if it does. Or what if they tell her, you know, one of the, um, you know, negative stories <laughs> or things you said about her? Exactly. When Doug was talking about how you can't make a sandwich to save your life, that was great. <laughs> None of that I've not told her. But she doesn't think I've published it to the world. That's, oh, I see. That's the okay. difference. That's so I, you're not revealing things that you didn't already express to her directly. I would never do that. Correct. Okay. She's, she's, I didn't she, know that. Oh, yeah. Know she that. knows all of this. She doesn't like it. But, but she, she doesn't know you're sharing it with the world. <laughs> exactly. All right, that one may not have been the most wise thing to do, but okay. Speaking of not doing anything wise and, and the beach, because that was from our beach one of the beach shows, which I thought were fun. Uh, this story uh, was one that we spoke about, and our friend Gary driving uh, his car onto the beach. Remember this? Sure. Here we go. Oh, you know what? So then we had Gary come on. We left it with Gary. Yeah, yeah, so with Gary, the car. Right. So Gary yeah. is driving his car on the beach because his power is the car, and he wants to show off, and he's the greatest guy in the world, and he's going to pick up one of these cheerleaders at the beach, you know, at, at, the, at the water's edge, and it uh, turns out... His car gets stuck in the sand. Everyone on the planet knew this was going to happen, except for Gary G. So, being a hero, he goes. To, he, he goes from being a hero, he goes to a it's goat. True. And all the jocks, they want. They got their shirts off. They're going to run over. They're going to help out. The nerds go over. They're going to help out because they they got the brains, right? They're going to figure out how to get this done. Uh, the cheerleaders run over and they 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 sort of egg on the the jocks. What are they going to do? They all get around the car. And they try to lift it up and get it over. None of it works. No one's looking good. The nerds, there's no cell phones. The nerds look around. They're like, eh, 
You're stuck. Not going to happen. How about some planks of wood? There's no wood. How about, uh, you know, all their suggestions? Well, put some bunch of seaweed, but you know, that ain't working. They're not getting this car. Any, it's not getting anywhere. I just, I stayed. I let all that malarkey happen. And I looked at Suzanne. I go, uh, you know this guy? This guy? She's very upset. Like, I'm looking up. She's, like, really upset. She goes, I got to go over there. She runs over to Gary Gary G. I'm like, oh, boy, here's another problem. There's, she's attracted she? to Gary G. Okay. What's this about? Mm-hmm. What the heck? So I, I let it happen. I chill. I go back up to you. We're hanging out. We're singing uh, songs. You're teaching Steve Mitchell how to play uh, Come Together on the bass. You're having a grand old time yourself. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what you're wow, doing. I don't remember that. I don't know what you're doing, but that's <laughs> there's a few girls sitting around you and you know that, so that's okay. And playing some well, I songs. certainly don't remember that. Okay. Well, they may have been sitting around. Yeah, I like these little embellishments you put in the story <laughs> to make me feel better. <laughs> there we go. Uh, David Cohen, any part of that story that, that you remember? You remember that day at the beach, don't you? It was all true. I do. I remember that. Yeah. The specifics, I leave to you. <laughs> I definitely remember generally what happened that day. Sure. And that was that was a lot of fun. Tell we had yeah. a, a number yeah. of beat stories that that came out last year were, were kind of fun. Uh, they was, were, uh, they were, and and it was. It's always nice to be able to tell the story uh, like that. And maybe one day we can do. Uh, we've we floated this idea of having some high school friends come on and give yeah. us their perception. You know of exactly. the same story of the same story different different viewpoint in other words what really happened yeah <laughs> so i'm going to try to these are not too far from the truth i got news for you they, there's exaggeration here and there but they're they're, they're pretty much there are especially that one um i remember seeing yeah. him come over the dudes with the car and i just could not believe what this guy was doing it was who drives a he drives a car, like a, an old-time 70s sedan, too. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't a dune buggy. Onto the beach. He does. And how, I don't remember how they eventually got the car off. Do you? I do. There was a, a, a uh, two tow trucks backed to the beach, and they had to have huge, you know, hook, and a, a, not like a hook, not a huge hook, but a huge amount of wire to get to the car and the both of them just had they reeled it in if that makes any wow. sense with two oh uh gosh. two lines and was that his car or his parents car I don't i'm pretty sure it was his car it was a mess it was it was yeah. like one of these ones where it had like you know the the door was green and the i don't know the hood was red you know it was like different pieces put together from different <laughs> right. cars or right. whatever anyway we'll be back to continue uh, exploring all good things here and everything old is new again join us This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. David Cohen, you still awake over there? You're doing a uh, a clip show, you call it. God, I hate those clip shows. They do clip shows. They just review the year and so forth. There's no nothing, no commentary, nothing of, of significance in between to talk about. I don't know. You, you sort of are enamored with this show. You're having a great time. I am enjoying it. I, we are providing some commentary. It's not a straight one clip after another. Exactly. Many of our old clip shows, we did characters and different things, but uh, this one we just wanted to we just wanted to dive into it and give you the, our real point of view on these these different clips, right? Exactly. Exactly. Right, so and I'm, I'm, you know, and, and I'm as you know, as I said, I'm a bit under the weather today, but yes. I'm I'm fully and vibrantly alive and engaged and enjoying this our favorite topic our favorite topic well one of the favorite topics we get a lot of email about this topic here we go 
the uh, the, so the USSR is much more open about UFO sightings than we are, and as well as Brazil recently came out with a policy that they're not going to be secretive. They haven't come out and done a press conference saying, look, this is what we know. We know for a fact that you know XYZ exists, but they release more information on uh, and talk about more freely the incidences. Let's pivot then a little bit. So what is that? Do we know anybody? Do you know? What's your take on it, Doug? You're asking we a lot don't of questions. Know. I have a take on it, but you're going to laugh at it. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna scoff that, on it. That's what we're expecting. That's why we're here. <laughs> I think that in order, I've said this before, in order for a spacefaring civilization to be able to uh, travel, how far are they going to have to travel for galaxies to come over and visit this planet? I feel that their technology has to be obviously superior to us, but superior on a metrical, exponential. exponential level. So therefore, to me, they're so far advanced, we're like ants, or we're, like, we're like, almost like a zoo, visiting the zoo and doing the drive-thru, right? So I think we're more or less like they're like a cruise ship. Take the cruise ship to Florida, we're going to take the cruise ship to Earth. And one of the excursions is to get on this little plane, this little ship that we have, and you can visit Earth and see them from, see their warships, see their towns, see their cities, fly over them, and then we disappear and go back to whatever planet they're from. I think that's what it is. How, explain, tell but me how that's the crazy. Excursions, okay, well, let's say that's true, right? But when, you, when you're on a cruise ship, we won't get into cruise ships. But, but anyway, <laughs> in the old days, when you were on a cruise ship and you had a little excursion, did you not try to communicate with the, the town or whatever you were visiting? You just went, you just like observed it like it was a zoo? Well, no, there's clear instructions on some of these too. Like, you know, if, if you're visiting a certain location, you know, don't feed the animals or don't interact or like you go to on these uh, safaris, you got to make sure you stay in the vehicle, otherwise the animals are going to attack you. But you're still talking to the tigers and the lions, right? I mean... Well, you not, know, you're, you're, you're trying to communicate right. in some way. So those are the I ones am. that we're seeing. The ones, there might be many, many, many more that we don't see, but the ones that we're seeing are the people that are breaking their own rules and, and, you know, sort of putting their hand out the window when they're not supposed to, to interact with the humans. That's the excursion. Unfortunately, we're out of time to, to really explore that. Not everything gold is doing again, Dr. Viviani. Thank you, Dr. Viviani. Thank you for being back. Do you give it some credibility? Not your theory, oh. but... Um... <laughs> well, what's the fascinating one, that we're going to be back? I guess that's the theory you're talking about. Yeah. All right, we'll be but thank you for, and well, congratulations on the recoup, continued best health, and we want you to come back more and more and more. Thank so, you. Uh, yes, you thank you. Good welcome. to see you again. Welcome thank back. You. Your dreams were your ticket David Cohen, your comments. It's just classic Viviani Stray. You do that all the time. You, you come out with your idea, and then as soon as, as soon as someone else asks questions, oh, we're out of time. <laughs> It's a nice technique, isn't it? Just always, always. <laughs> uh, but the UFO topics are fun. We have to have some of those. They are. We have to continue they with are. those. They're really fun. And some more of the, the oddities. What are some of the other topics that you either did enjoy or you think you will enjoy coming up? You know, I like, you know, I keep getting back to it, but I, I can never hear enough of your life stories. Seriously. I think they're just, they're great. And I want to hear more of them. And because I feel like, first of all, you're a great storyteller. The stories are terrific, and I like being sort of the, you know, the voice of the audience because I've never heard these stories until you're actually telling them to me on the show. 
I've never heard these. I mean, some of these like on the beach, the high school with the car driving on the beach. Like I remember generally what happened, but you fill in all the details that I haven't remembered or a story that happened to you that I was completely unaware of. So I like to, I, for me, it's, I'm just, I'm just listening and I'm asking questions. I think most hopefully normal people would ask as, as you're telling them, but mostly just enjoying it. So that's what I'd like to see going forward. And that's that, those were some of my favorite shows. My other favorite shows, yeah, were, were when you, you and I just kind of went into a show when we didn't really have a, we always have a topic, but maybe we're not doing a deep dive. We kind of have a general idea of where we're going to go and, and we just start talking. And that, that, that's my favorite, one of my favorite forms. I, I agree uh, with the latter for sure, um, and we'll do much more of that because sometimes you can get too bogged down in the clips, and I just want to talk. And but you know you want to bring the audience along with you, so I'd I, I have a number of those topics planned for sure. Well, I appreciate that uh, about the stories. I, I would first of all never have done them if it wasn't for your uh, support of them because they are a little me, me, me stuff. So you, I sort of feel like I, I don't think the show is me, and 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 I don't want to overtake the show with all of that. However on the other side, when I see a smile on the face and when I see the reaction to uh, a story from the audience, which is you, you know, you're representing the audience during, during these stories, and, and we don't, as you said, I don't even tell you anything about them. So the interaction during the telling of the story is essential for me to get a feedback. Is it going well or not? Number one, is the audience understanding it? Again, you, you always fill in the blanks. And then also you, when you, when you, because there's definitely blanks, but also when you, when you, <laughs> Uh, which is essential when you also inquire about something that I did mention or when you just encourage it with a, a laugh you could hear sometimes with these stories is invaluable I really say this sincerely I don't think there's any way that I would be able to tell these stories uh, as successfully in any way shape or form if I wasn't telling it to you uh, the audience in quotes uh, well you know, that, there's, there's thank, no way thank you that's that's, that's nice of you to say. What you were saying about being self-indulgent, though, and me, 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 it, it's really not that because, you know, these stories, they're universal. Everyone can relate to them and has been through a similar situation that you've been through. So, you know, a lot of it is just, I think I think myself and I'm, I'm sure others will feel the same. You know, we kind of step into those shoes and we know we know what you're going through, you know, when you're when you're telling these stories. And that's the really cool thing about them. Good. Well, based on that, I will continue for sure. I, I definitely have uh, quite a bit uh, lined up there. I've been thinking about, and uh, and then also some of the shows I like is when we we did creepy songs, we did theme songs, which we'll get to of of movies. We did you explaining and developing discussion of remakes when we did the so we, we did like four shows of of the, um, oh, right. the remakes. So uh, we'll do a little clip song, here. Song, re song reboots. Yeah. yeah, the song reboots. I like diving into David Cohen's expertise, and I see the, the 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 wide variety of interest you have in music. And a part of that is when we just dive into like, hey. Like interesting question that I can't answer, uh, and I just throw out there: What is the best concert of all time? Let's just listen to this. We'll get back. Hammersmith Odeon, nineteen seventy-three. David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust. No, yes. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Why would I, you I really see regret that? never never seeing him? Why would you want to have seen that Ziggy Stardust? That was the last time he performed the Ziggy Stardust. Right. Well, I mean, Ziggy Stardust that that started the whole that that launched his career or took it into orbit and started the whole glam rock trend, which became very influential. And 
I mean, it's one of the greatest albums of all time. There you go. All right. Uh, last but not least of these few here, The Who, 1970 in the University of Leeds. I don't know. Uh, how about James Brown, The Apollo Theater in 62? Uh, we can't sure. get into too much of this now. Queen li at Live Aid. We can get into that. And they're saying, drum roll, the best concert of all time. Did Jimi Hendrix experience Monterey Pop Festival? Do you agree or not? Were these people actually at these concerts? Whoever wrote <laughs> this? I, or they were I just know. like pulling off based on what they've read. You know, I find those best of lists too. Do you ever hear this? Like, you know, the best best baseball player of all time. Babe Ruth and then like it's a kid that's, let me, 30, right? So you'll hear Babe Ruth, one of the best players, and then the, the rest of, let's say top 10. The rest of the top 10 are nine players that that person saw. Like they don't want to go, right. they don't go beyond right. that. You know, yeah. and uh, and so I think that's what you're pointing out here with the with the the concerts. Like, how can you say what the best concert is if you didn't hear it? I mean, talk about '62. I mean, what what? You know? Yeah. I mean, how many people do we know are still around that have been to all of these concerts and and can you know speak intelligently about them? And a concert, probably none. Of, uh, probably none. A concert is such a personal experience. You mentioned uh, Asbury, the South Side Johnny, the Asbury Jukes. Have you seen them more than anybody else, and you enjoy them? Yeah. Maybe not the yeah. best concert you've ever seen, but it is very personal, is what we're what you're saying, right? right? When it comes to That's a right. whole thing. That's right. Um, who? Who? I mean, you got a couple of half a minute here. Who is half a minute? Who is the most it's an eternity? You, 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 would, would it, yeah. Who is what? Who's the the best concert? Or what's the best concert? Off the top of your head, would it be Brian Wilson from from the Beach Boys or somebody else? Who who is your best you concert that I've you've ever seen? Yeah, that I've ever seen. Oh wow, that's a tough attended, one. Attended. Yeah, I'll tell you two that were amazing: Earth, Wind, and Fire. Saw them in Las Vegas. What a, what a show! And the Strokes back in you know two thousand one when they were first touring. Kings of Leon, an unknown band at the time, opened for them. And then the Strokes played for maybe 45 minutes, which was disappointing. But one of the best live 45 minutes of music I've ever experienced. Wow, what made so, it the best? That's interesting. I, you know, it was a different kind of music they were playing, the energy, the audience. It just all came together. You know, it just all came together, and um, I knew what I was watching was really special. Right. Yeah. That's very personal. Very, you know, you go out and, and get the, the album or go to YouTube and listen to those. You can kind of peek into some of that. We will peek into a little bit more of Everything Old is New Again when we get back uh, next week. And, uh, well, you know, come on back. And then before you know it, we're going to have year nine upon us. Right here, right now. Everything Old is New Again. Yeah. 